so I can enjoy both ways in Kiev and in Barcelona, cool, cool Mediterranean vibes of Barcelona and those dark grays ambience of Kiev. This podcast interviews the real people in Kiev to share their life and work, as well as showing the interesting places, events, art, culture, and economic opportunities in Kiev. The goal is to help more foreign investors discover the reality of life in the capital of Ukraine, so that the Ukraine economy receives more foreign investments, which creates more opportunities for the Ukrainian people to have a better future. My guest today is Nikita Pogremniak. And Nikita graduated with a Master's of Science degree from the Taras Shevchenko National University of Kiev, then received a Master's degree in Bioinformatics from the Universidad Autónoma de Barcelona. He worked as an intern research assistant at the Center for Genomic Regulation in Spain, where he was responsible for the development of software for detection of chromosomal abnormalities. Nikita loves electronic music, although he has varied taste from black metal, rock, rap, and he enjoys spending evenings with his friends in Padil and listening to electronic music. Nikita is now a business analyst and he lives in Kiev. How are you today? Hi, Heather. I'm fine. How are you today? I'm enjoying myself and this winter is a perfect time to be at home interviewing people to get some social distance interviewing right. if there is such a thing and to ask you what is the story of your life that made you the nikita of today well um i, I don't know from which point to start um i would say that um I have like a, a lot of biological background as I studied biology in university and um, and then and then and then I started and uh, finished my masters in Barcelona in bioinformatics uh, and then I switched to IT to try myself in in something different and um and I started a career as a product owner, and uh, now I'm working as a business analyst. And um, here I am. Okay, great. Let's begin first. How is life in Barcelona compared to Kiev? And what did you notice when you first arrived there? That is cultural differences between the people, the Catalan, I won't even call them Spanish because they will find it disrespectful. Yeah. And how is the culture in Kiev so that people can understand, you know, through comparison, how are people, the Ukrainian people, how they are compared to uh, the people in Barcelona? Well, I spent one year in Barcelona. However, I can say that it, like, it's much warmer and cozier place than Kiev, right? So you, you, never, you never ever will have minus 15 degree outside in Barcelona. And um, so, so people, they, uh, they used, they're used to this warm weather. They're used to, to live near the sea. And um, I, I guess it's about the vibe they 
they hold. Uh, so it's not about laziness or um, or uh, s- s- something like that. But in Barcelona, it's it's, it's a kind of chill chilling place. People are uh, smiling. They are um, they want to talk to you. They um, they can guide you through the city if you ask someone. Uh, where would be the best place to eat uh, the pasta? They would guide you. Maybe not to <laughs> to the good pasta, because uh, I guess you need to know some areas <laughs> where you can get some cool places to eat. Comparing to Kiev, like in in Kiev, when you when you go down in the subway, you take a train. You won't see anyone smiling at you. Like it's uh, the first, the first thing you will notice after you came back from Barcelona to Kiev. It's it's that simple. <laughs> no one is smiling at you. Some would say that um, that uh, it's um, European hypocrisy. Like is that. That people in, in in Europe they smile, but they don't mean it. And in Kiev, we just mean th- these things. Well, uh, I don't know. It's um, for me. It's uh, Kiev. It's place where where I g- grew up, right? And um, I'm comfortable with those people. I'm comfortable comfortable with those vibes in Kyiv, with those places, how people are communicating with each other. But I can, so I can enjoy both ways in Kyiv and in Barcelona, cool, cool Mediterranean vibes of Barcelona and those dark grays and ambience of Kyiv. That's great. It reminds me of the interview with Alexandra, the designer, which was just before you. And she said that people walk around in Kiev as if they're depressed. So she chose to care for herself and choose to be a happy person in there. But to you, since you said you grew up in that environment, to you, it's very normal. But the question is, you returned and you live and work in Kiev. Why and do you see opportunities or what is your perspective to why you chose to live in Kiev? Although I am sure you could have chosen to live anywhere else if you had, uh, you know, decided to. Right. So I actually I could uh, stay in Barcelona. I could stay in Barcelona and start my PhD or find some other program to, to follow. But actually, I didn't know at the moment any way I want to press, to follow. Like, I mean, some kind of of uh, thesis for uh, for my PhD or or anything like that. I I can't come up with idea what I should do. So I thought I can I can return back in Kiev, and I can spend some time working in. In the IT industry, is uh, I actually so let me let me tell tell you tell you what um, actually uh, as a biologist I switched to bioinformatics, which is some kind of mix with like of biology and computer science. So I I 
grasp a, a bit of of programming and computer engineering in bioinformatics and i wanted to to dive deeper a bit so i i just chose to to work uh like few years in um, in it industry and say maybe after that uh, start again my my my, my uh, science way of living like uh, to, to proceed with phd or um or something like that. Actually, it makes me think now that as a person, you're probably very spontaneous. You like to go with the flow rather than those people who have um, like a 10-year plan of each day, what they will do, and all that uh, regimented lifestyle. Is this correct? And can you link this to your love for electronic music and the way that you said and uh, previously before we began the interview that there is similarity between Berlin and Kiev in the electronic sphere. Yeah, so actually I plan to stay in IT industry for around like for five years. So um, so I, I, I won't say that I don't plan for long term as I plan to, to be here like for three or, or four years more and then go back to to, to my to my uh, phd and um so I, I, yeah i would say i'm spontaneous guy but i also have some plans right um about electronic music yes uh, i was saying that right now kiev is is uh, nightlife in kiev is developing and um, you you will find more and more new places in Kyiv where you can listen to electronic music of different uh, of different like like stream streams right you can you can if you if you're a techno guy you you'll find a techno club in Kyiv definitely and some some say that Kyiv it's a new berlin but um, I guess Berlin, like thirty years ago, like it, there were different circumstances. The Berlin Wall fell, and there were a lot of places what you what you could rent for a small price. Uh, people were organizing like some some uh, cool places and uh, uh and um i don't know finding like uh, new new ways of uh, expressing themselves and in kiev we we also we 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 have this story of electronic music development through 19s to 20s of of this century and uh, we have some small clubs uh, that historically well like uh, i don't know it's i guess one of them well it was located on on the left uh, on the left uh, side of kiev and right now pretty much like pretty all clubs with techno music allocated at Podil, 
Yes, so you that's can, why yeah. it's your favorite place. Well, uh, I won't say that uh, I go to those places every weekend. So some, I don't know, maybe a few times per year I go. We have a lot of festivals and uh, like the first time I I heard the electronic music, I've been in Budapest on Ziggit Festival. It's a, I guess it's a huge electronical music festival in Europe. And then and then I, I guess I didn't even know that we have like such places in Kiev to go to. And then when I when Ziggit introduced to me this awesome um, new genre of music I found out that we can listen to it in, even in Kiev and we have our own style it's not I guess it's not too commercial right now so in Berlin maybe they um, overtune this like with commercial techno and um, other commercial streams but in Kiev it's new it, it was just born like like five, ten years ago. So, um, yeah. Well, I find that music is nourishment for the soul, although I'm more introverted, so you won't find me in like some huge, huge kind of uh, festival. But to you, and to ask you more, since you have very, very high and good level of English, and when I used to be in Kiev, and speaking with people, I found that although they study English in the educational system for years, they either feel uncomfortable or unpracticed or unable to communicate at the level that you are right now. What helped you with it? Why do you think you know English level isn't as high as yours on average in Kiev? And you know what tips could you give also to foreigners to learn your language? when they are in your country well i'm i'm also this humble person about my when somebody's talking about my english cuz i i i think that like i'm not as high at a high level as i wanted it to be cuz i i guess i am not as perfect as you describe me uh, and um, i don't know i'm I just started to speak English when I moved to Barcelona because in Kiev you have those lessons in school but you you don't you actually don't practice at all and you 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 would you would learn grammar uh, some grammar practices through these lessons but you will not get any 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 practical ones right so then when I moved to Barcelona I was actually how do you say it? Um, not not pushed, but uh, I needed to speak. Right? I I had my cars in it, took in English, taught in English. Sorry, and um, I was I I was at this point uh, not really not really um, how do you say it? I couldn't express myself properly but when you practice a lot when you speak every day you you would gain your level so i just i just speak every day in english and i still think that my english is really poor 
and um, I, I would love to to improve it. Yes, although I think you're way too humble. You even speak French and other languages, so you're just a very humble person. And you mentioned in Barcelona that if you ask people where you can find the good pasta, they will give you direction to some pasta place that maybe isn't the best. And you need to know people to find those. Well, you know Kiev. So where are the more hidden places where somebody can have very, very good food that most foreigners wouldn't know? And maybe even since you mentioned pasta, some place that has Italian food that you believe is good. Like what are your favorite places for eating sometimes in Kiev? Well, actually, we have this new place called... um... Jacuzzi at Bolshaya Zhitomirska. It's uh, located near uh, Kosatka Bar. Uh, I guess if you'll Google it, you'll find it. And it's uh, you, you'll, you'll find some Italian pasta out there that is actually pretty good. And you you can you can have some aperitifs in in Kosatka near it. Uh, for other places, I would suggest to visit Musafir. Uh, I love the place. It's um it's um tatar cuisine uh, i would say from from uh crimea culture um what else what kitchen what cuisine you would like to to explore in kiev my experience actually is that in kiev there is very good coffee and very good food actually it's much better than i expected so to me it's like there are so many great places even in the center i did not find a place that was actually bad or poor although i have never i've I've lived for more than two years and i will continue but i have never had borscht or ukrainian traditional cuisine so what would you recommend for somebody to try the real ukrainian cuisine well, there are two places to look for. The one is it's uh, not expensive, but not as cheap as the second one. I will say uh, it's. Uh, I guess it's Taras Bulba is the one I know at uh, Pushkinska Street. Uh, you, I guess it's it's a decent borscht you can find there. Also, we have this um, uh, Posada Hatter place where all people goes for um for their lunch uh for other places i don't remember right now because i don't usually uh go to to such places to eat borscht right because it is uh it's some kind of uh family dish so uh, as as to compare to in Bar- like in Barcelona, they also have this uh, paella and, and other thing to to, uh, to have a dinner like uh, with, right? But uh, as you can know, they cook it like uh, as a as a family, and um, I guess they have a tradition when. Uh, uh, in 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 Spanish families, father um, is waking up uh, early in the morning. He goes to find some some stuff for for paella 
to, to buy it from supermarket or, or whatever, I don't know. And then uh, he cook it for, uh, for the entire family, right? And the same thing is here. So borscht, um, so the, like the good borscht, some would say, is the one that like his mother or grandmother cooks, right? So uh, it's 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 a bit di- difficult to to suggest a place where you would find a, a good one. But I I just named two, and I guess you can you can start with that at least, right? Thank you. I actually knowing Globus one and two, there are Puzata Hata there. Yeah. So. There are, but I notice you go and then they weigh the food and then you pay based on uh, how much you got. But I never actually tried it. And to ask you to know about Nikita, because we have been talking about objects and places and things that are inhuman. You as a person, when you want to relax, enjoy yourself in Kiev, what do you do? What are your hobbies? What are your favorite things to, you know, be happy in Kiev or at least to enjoy your day and forget all troubles? Well, um, in winter time, uh, I would go snowboarding. We have this. We we don't have mountains in Kiev, but we have it uh, in the west, uh, in 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 the Carpathian Mountains. We have. But we have this little spot in Kiev where you can snowboard like for uh, 200 meters. But anyway, like uh, um, when some some guys uh, construct uh, a snow park there, you can you can go there and chill with your friends. Maybe try some new trick to do on the spot. Uh, I, I would go maybe to, to some bar where my friends are working. So I, I'm I, I'm not the person who goes in the bar to you know to to go with friends because I go to my friends who work there. <laughs> yeah. So or maybe I would just uh, walk down some places I like. Uh, maybe did maybe this. This paisage alley that we have uh, over um, over Zolotivorota. I love I that know. place. Yeah, that to me looks like Munich in Mer- in uh, Germany. It looks so German. That small street and right. that whole Zolotivorota place is really nice. And to ask you another thing, which is important. Let's say some young or Ukrainian people are listening now and they're looking for a job and they don't know how to find it. You have experience and you know friends who have found jobs. What is your method to find a good job that you do that maybe will give them some ideas to have a better future and follow that process? Like, what do you do? Where do you search? Do you have any tips for submitting resumes or networking with people? Well, I would suggest to if if someone wants to or looks for a job in IT, I would suggest uh, this site uh, genie.co, um, where you can find um, anonymously any IT-related job, or you can you can you can try with other resources. But I love this one; it's um, it's quite useful 
and uh, you just post your CV and um, and companies just um, just sending you a proposal and then you, you start talking with them. Uh, beside that, I would suggest to work on your resume and um, not to use any any vague sentences, just concentrate on what you've done and um, describe um, and, uh, describe this section as um, as fruitful as you can. Thank you. I'm sure that was very, very useful to some people and it actually can help a lot. And to know more, do you have any kind of entrepreneurial thoughts Maybe in the next 10 years, you have an idea of a business that you want to create, or are you more of somebody that you will like to like get up the corporate ladder and become a more and more important executive? Well, I, I like both ways to gain experience. So I'm so now I'm working as a business analyst in a corporate environment, but previously I was. Uh, I was a freelancer, you may say, or um, or entrepreneur. So we we started a small product studio with my friends, uh, and then and then we I, I don't know we we didn't follow any any strategy, which I guess broke us down. And then we split it our ways, and uh, I started in as a as a business analyst in, in a new place. Uh, so I am I am trying different ways, and I I, I also want to um, to try um, establish a, a good entrepreneurial entrepreneur. Uh, sorry. I, yeah, entrepreneurship. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, I maybe would start another company some years from here, from there. But let's see how it works out. I agree. Thou, those are beautiful words, and also in everything in life, we don't know what will happen next year. But it's our action and our uh, implementation and our dedication that will create what we want in the future. Well, Nikita, thank you very much. Can you share the links where if people want to hear more or follow you or connect with you, where can they find you? I guess I can post a Facebook link, some kind of the... Sure, I will put in the description your LinkedIn. And then from there, you know, people could connect if they wish. It was really good. I'm happy to have spoken with you today. And I wish you a great day, Nikita. Thank you very much, Aziz. I enjoyed this conversation with you as well.